trust me, that's the price of beauty. Who says you're not pretty? <laughs> oh, my goodness. That's Selena Gomez in the scene. If it's what I found written in lipstick on my bathroom mirror and a handwriting I recognized as my own, then this must be Dale Radio. And I, of course, am your host, Dale Seaver, and you're listening to another episode of Some Things I Enjoy, coming to you, as always, from the foul banks of the Gowanus. And, oh, folks, after all this rain, our little Gowani is raging and swollen like a menstruating hornet. I was optimistic about the weather, as I was sure it was going to be vest weather, uh, which, as you know, is my favorite weather of all the weathers. Uh, vest weather is really the best weather, as I like to say. But uh, now, having watched the Weather Channel for the better part of the last uh, 17 hours, uh, don't you just find it relaxing? I could just have that on all the time. I really just... so soothing, and they make uh, strong music choices. Um, but I can see now that we're in for about uh, five days or so of just solid downpour activity. And, uh, well, I'm going to have to find some detachable water-repellent sleeves for my vests. <laughs> that's the only course of action left to me. Speaking of warm, wet feelings, that's what I have for my guests from the last podcast. What a sensational time we had out there on the live show. Emily Elson and Jenna Kim Jones, great guests. Lots of people have been tuning in and writing nice notes about the show, and I, I really appreciate that. Surely our advance press in the Bay Ridge Journal sent some new ears our ways and my appreciation, uh, my appreciation to that uh, uh, particular community watch blog, and uh, uh, I hope that uh, you all get a chance to go out to Bay Ridge because it's really a wonderful time. Take the R because it's almost entirely underground, and that's a great way to see the city. Uh, but thanks to all who came out. Uh, to see the show, especially to my uh, new listener, Frank. He just uh, he told me after the show, he's so so nice. He had a hat on, a little, he, he could probably use a shade, but he came over to me and he said, boy, I really enjoyed myself. How about that? That's a pretty great quote, Frank. <laughs> I'm going to keep using that in the promo materials. We put a little promo video up there on the site if you have a chance to watch that. I, I slipped it in, and that's, that's you. That's you, Frank. I put that in there. And, uh, boy, I really enjoyed myself at the after party, too. <laughs> Things got pretty wild, and uh, with a lot of free popcorn and people buying me drinks over there at the Canal Bar. Uh, that's always appreciated, by the way, so uh, keep that in mind uh, for the new enthusiasts. And listen, I don't want to make too much about this, uh, but guests on the show always seem to get a really nice bounce after appearing on the podcast. That's just that's just the way it happens. Now, I experienced a dramatic example of this just the other weekend. I went into Emily uh, Pie Shop. She and her sister run a pie shop down there, 4 and 20 Blackbirds, right on the Gowanus. And I'm telling you, ladies and gentlemen, it was packed to the gills. And uh, I had popped in for a chest pie and a salted honey pie. And uh, Emily was just back there baking like crazy. Boy, she was working. I said, boy, the podcast worked. And she seemed to smile. And I could tell uh, she was mostly thinking about pie crust. But I think she was also thinking to herself, well, Actually, we just make a pretty good, you know, product, and it's it's a it's a popular, you know, pie shop. But but I could tell that after that initial reaction, she was also thinking, well, well, maybe the podcast sent somebody in here, but uh, uh, I doubt it. <laughs> well, wouldn't you know it? Just this week, Emily and her sister Melissa were named one of the uh, uh, top people in the world of food and restaurants by the venerable Time Out magazine, New York, the New York edition. There you go. I mean, right there, there's a there's the paper of record, <laughs> as it was. At least the paper I keep behind the toilet. And uh, uh, it, it, I'm just telling you, it's getting spooky. 
uh, being on Dale Radio is a proven boost. And I bet we'll only see more of that as the days and, and months and, and years unfold. Uh, I think about putting together a little post that kind of detailed all, all the great things that people have done since appearing on the show, from being side-by-side side with Martha Stewart to securing exhibitions all around the world and uh, getting a lot of nice opportunities. But um, for now, until I get that up there, just uh, I put all the links to all their projects and everything there on the website. So uh, go to DaleRadio.com and check it out. And uh, or if you're already here, uh, look look over there, look to your left, and uh, that's the whole all the links there. And you can go out and just see, uh, you just track with the people as they just chase these beautiful dreams that they have. And I uh, couldn't be more proud of them. And I wish them all the best as they they go on and uh, uh, have all these dreams and wonderful things happen to them. And I'll I'll just be here. <laughs> oh my. Well, uh, uh, all the best. Folks, I recently returned from a trip to a place where where dreams are given a radiant place to dance in unrelenting uh, sunshine, uh, the city of angels, Los Angeles. Uh, now, I poke fun with L.A., but I swear it's true. As soon as you get to LAX, you breathe deep, and you can't help but smell the disappointment in the air. <laughs> they say it's pollution that caused all that smog, but I have my own theory. I think it's just might be the heavy yellow off-gassing of squandered hopes. Every time a deal falls apart or someone avoids saying no by just not responding or someone signs up for classes at the UCB, a little part of them escapes into the atmosphere and hangs lazily in the air, slowly just closing in on the rest of the city. Oh, but I love Los Angeles. We certainly had our moments, some of them I remember. And this trip, I was just so fortunate because some folks had invited me out there to discuss some plans for a big show in the future. And uh, I have to leave it at that because we're uh, just on the DL, on the on the, on the the QT, uh, on the H7 uh, there. So we're going to keep that under wraps for now. But it's going to be big if it actually happens. And... Uh, <laughs> As with so many things, you just think, well, maybe I'll hear from them. But but um, uh, since since these folks were paying were, were, were uh, paying to have me out there, and it was on the company dime, they put me up in this spectacular. And I didn't even request this. They just they put me up here at the Standard Hotel right there on the world famous Sunset Strip. What a beautiful area to hang out in, ladies and gentlemen. I don't know if you've ever been there or not, but there's a lot of nice folks and uh, a lot of fitness enthusiasts driving by. You can tell they're on their way to a workout or maybe coming from one and in their car with the uh, sunglass and the headband and a yoga mat sticking out in the back there. Boy, just just nice to see. I would go on invigorating uh, morning walks uh, each morning I was there and... Uh, just, I just love the attention. It's so much fun to walk in Los Angeles because you feel instantly like you've arrived, uh, a little bit like you've arrived on uh, you know, a, a distant planet, but one that you've arrived. I mean, uh, a lot of people stare at you and you kind of bask in a vague but uh, always present judgment that comes your way. I, I had a lot of time to really reconsider my wardrobe as uh, no matter w w what I had on, I was struck with a sense that it, it was the wrong thing. Uh, I did learn a good lesson. Have your pants hemmed after you wash them. Just a helpful tip there. But if you start seeing some high water pants back on the menu in boutique stores on Robertson, well, you have a certain podcast host, <laughs> an early morning walker, and a pair of uh, hemmed jeans, jeans to blame. Uh, but 
at the standard, boy, you never feel out of place. That's one thing you can say about that. The place is just a hitness envelope, and you feel cool the minute you hand the keys to the valet. It's just so smart. They're decked out like they, they really aren't actor models at all, but grease monkeys from a garage or fix-it shop. And I, I, I don't know about you, but I just love it when the working class is treated as a costume. <laughs> don't you love it? It's just adorable. But uh, when you get into the lobby of this place, that's when they really turn it on. Uh, cactuses and all this kind of stuff, but it's where you know that you're just in a den of unrivaled coolness. They have chairs that sit real low to the ground, look like they might be inflatable. Uh, anyone over 30 is likely to have that Mr. Rush moment from the opening credits of Too Close for Comfort. <laughs> Always a lot of fun when you roll back uh, to, or off to the side. Ladies, uh, might I suggest pants. Why, if you're visiting or even if you're just waiting for somebody in the lobby, that's going to be, uh, I, I recommend it. <clears throat> And if you check in uh, during the nighttime hours, you get a late check-in, you get what this place is famous for, a girl in a box. If you check in during the day, it's just box. Uh, often it has some kind of crap hanging in there, with a kind of rumpled foam mattress and some wires, some cowboy stuff. They change it seasonally, like a, the windows of a small-town stationery store. But at night, oh my goodness, folks, this is where Hip gets a good old dose of the sexy, doesn't it? <laughs> at night they add... The girl. I'm going to say girl here instead of woman because uh, the ones that I've seen can't be more than 18 years uh, young. And uh, the term woman kind of uh, suggests that there's some respect there from the management, which uh, I, I, don't, I don't think really factors into keeping someone in, in a glass box. But um, I had heard reports about this feature of the hotel and in the whispered rumors and lore that had been reported to me as fact. The girl was naked in the box when this all got started. Well... They found a way to improve on that. Now they let the gal wear her undershirt, some kind of mini shorts, I don't know what you call those, and nylons, and most erotically charged of all, she's checking her email. <laughs> now, I don't know about some of the guys and gals out there, but give me a gal of nylons updating her Facebook status with some kind of glass partition between us, and you've made me a happy man. And you may say, Dale, seems like you've really honed in on the nylons part of the tableau here, and you'd be right. And here's why. The, the, the girl that I saw there had the nylons. The second gal, I don't think she had the nylons on, but the, 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 the first one was wearing a toe ring. She had the, have you ever seen that with a toe ring under nylons? It's a, it's a weird thing to see. And erotic, just like the tennis player. And erotic. It just set up a mental puzzle for me. Was she cold? Was there no storage for her ring? Have, has she not a locker in the back there that she could... Could she not just tuck it under the mattress? Does she think it's no big deal to wear a ring under the nylon? Isn't it? She didn't even factor into her thinking. Did she just come from an audition for the revival of Working Girl? Is there an act of rebellion here, some kind of screw you to the management over some uh, perceived slight or contract negotiation? Has she had enough? Does this tiny gesture suggest she's careless? Kind of girl, you, you you might go to her shared apartment in West Hollywood and barely be able to see the floor for all the clothes and makeup cases strewn about. Is her hairbrush all tangled with frayed strands, so much so that uh, you can't even be certain it's not a, an animal at this point? And if it were an animal, it would be no doubt something drawn in by the overflowing Chinese chicken salad containers spilling out from the trash bin in the dimly lit kitchen, which smells of grease and berry vitamin water. Folks, I'm not at all certain that this is what the proprietors of the Standard wanted their guests to think about when they encountered such a sight, but might I just say thank you. 
You gave me a lot to think about, <laughs> a lot to ruminate on when I got back to my room and popped open that $6 uh, mini can of Pringles, uh, which, uh, which might I also add, worth it, totally worth it. It's a strange kind of place, Los Angeles, and it, 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 it works on a, uh, a deep level. I was fortunate enough to have some fans out there that wanted to take me to some fine dinners, and um, one fan drove me out to Silverlight to eat a Cuban sandwich. And I only wish they'd been able to drive me back. <laughs> but no worries. I was able to, to really get in some nice walking and tour the public bus system in, in L.A., which uh, should should be up and running at, at any point. Uh, it only took me about five hours to get back to Sunset, and I met some nice folks along the way, and I, I picked up a little Spanish. So, muchos gracias el transporte público. Uh, things I also learned about and sampled while in L.A., cotton candy foie gras. Sounds horrible. But, but tasty once you get past your brain throwing up at the idea. Potato foam, kind of what you'd expect. Edible candy wrapper, wait, aren't they all? <laughs> a flying squirrel is a great drink, but high arm seats are a mistake. And time spent at a mozzarella bar is time well spent. I did take some meetings out there, as I, I kind of alluded to, but it's uh, still a little early talk about that. I had an, I did have a nice chat with a fellow sitting next to me on the flight home. I always like to strike up some small chat on the plane anytime I can say the words business or pleasure and look expectantly for an answer. Well, that's something I look forward to. Because either way, uh, they respond, you win. Business, what do you do? Pleasure? Oh, tell me more. I always sneak a little wink in there too, uh, just to let them know that I'm a fellow pleasure enthusiast. <laughs> you know, tell me more. <laughs> but he was a nice fellow, worked in the a computer graphics industry, and I gather he makes uh, skin on worms and movies look all jiggly, but I don't know. I tell you, computers are really something, aren't they? Speaking of something, I'm pairing the podcast tonight with a 12-year-old Glenn Getty, a single Highland whiskey. Uh, <clears throat> ah, it goes well with amusing anecdotes and zucchini bread. I uh, uh, would like to thank Noah Rothbaum, a past guest on the program. He was involved in our first live show, and we've been sending nice notes back and forth since then. The other day, he invited me to a special liquor tasting because uh, he's he works over there at liquor.com, and he asked if I'd come to a rum tasting. And, folks, it just killed me. My heart sank when I read that because uh, 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 rum is just the one liquor that my body rejects. Pro probably that in any kind of wine cooler, but that's more of an intellectual decision than a physical one. I spent the most awful time in the backseat of a 1996 Volkswagen Jetta just retching out of the rear passenger door following a lively couple of communal sips in a scorpion bowl in San Francisco. I, re I recall that Jitty and I had just had one of our truce sessions, and we got into the whole balloon arch fiasco. Again, I won't rehash that whole thing uh, here, but I had this invitation to go to a birthday party for a fellow who stocked the shelves in the storeroom at my place of employ, so I figured I'd go down there and just blow off some steam with the gang from work. And uh, at that point, I was working part-time in a retail picture frame uh, sales outlet out there on Geary, and, and boy, I could sell a person a double, Matt. <laughs> you should have seen me. Is this valuable to you? Well, if it is, uh, 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 you know what? If it were mine, I'd go with the acid-free Matt. That's just me. Because if I'm going to spend money, I might as well go the extra $4 and have it be something that'll keep for a lifetime. Never mind that all the mats had a little acid in them, and the darn thing she was framing was a news clipping printed on acid-rich newsprint. The thing would be yellow before she walked out this store. But I'm telling you, I moved a lot of units out there. They wanted to promote me to a regional sales manager by the time I left. 
I just start playing more clubs. And I often think, my goodness, what what could have been, you know, what what if I had just uh, stayed there, running a little podcast from the from the back room of a frame play. Anyhow, this birthday party was a little too focused on the drinking and not enough on the Fiji egg rolls at the Tiki Hut. I mean, first of all, you know I had to be feeling a little punchy to even take a sip from a communal bowl shaped like a volcano, number one. Never mind that there are four straws for 15 people, and these were people that I knew, too. I wouldn't even drink from an open can of Coke left in the fridge at work, let alone share a straw. Now, I didn't like it when Ginny would offer me a bite of her fudge caramel blackberry frozen yogurt from the open pint she'd been dipping her spoon into. The fact is, at this particular occasion... I threw caution to the wind, and I did. I did take the ship. And to this day, I get queasy even thinking about rum. You see, I had to get myself home. Uh, so, so after all the uh, all the uh, sort of retching on the hills of Petrero, I also made little deposits on the ramp uh, uh, to the Bay Bridge and uh, on the off ramp from the Bay Bridge out, out there to Hayward. Just a terrible, terrible time of it. And coincidentally, that night there was also a little earthquake in San Francisco. And I had just gotten up to go to the bathroom, and there I was, nauseated, sweaty, dizzy, sitting with my briefs around my ankles, and the room started to sway and twist, and I thought, my God, not like this. I don't want them to find my body on the can. And then I thought, well, you know what? That guy upstairs, he's got a fine sense of humor. And uh, I just laughed, one of those deep belly laughs where you just feel so good after. Uh, It's like watching NBC's Parenthood, but in reverse, you know, where you feel... You feel good. The takeaway here is, of course, don't drink rum and don't argue about balloon arches. Oh, boy. Folks, have you seen Hope Floats recently? The Sandra Bullock, Harry Connick Jr. vehicle set in the deep south. I hadn't thought much of it when I saw it on a plane a few years back. But I was watching the Wii Network. And I, that's a, a network. I really appreciate its spirit of inclusiveness. And this thing came on. I would offer that Sandy Bullock has never looked better than she did in this motion picture. I urge you to check it out if you can. Uh, No hurry. I'm sure it'll be available for some time. Well, that's about uh, uh, all the time we have for this episode. Uh, A bit abbreviated, but that's how it is when it's just me talking about things. I I don't want to take up too much of your time or mine for that matter. We do have another live show coming up back at the Lyceum. It's going to be an early one uh, show, so set your clocks uh, back or something. It's going to be on Saturday, April 30th, 2011. That show's going to be at 7 p.m. 7 p.m., not 9 p.m. As usual, it's going to be 7 p.m. You'll have to plan on, I don't know, maybe you're going to have to eat early or, or maybe late. You, you might, if you do brunch, you may want to have kind of a snack kind of thing planned or, if you, or eat very early and then have a big lunch, uh, you know, have a nice big breakfast, maybe breakfast tacos or something, and then you have a kind of a bigger meal later. Well, I'll let you figure it out, but... Um, I like to eat at 6.30 on the dot, so this is really going to be a little bit of a sacrifice for me, but that's what showbiz takes. My guest this night, uh, on this particular night, um, I'm going to be the delightful comedian, a gifted storyteller, and voice of AT&T, Miss Amanda Duarte. Uh, she's going to be there. I'm going to look forward to talking to her about what she's got going on. And a special treat, the return of a Dale Radio legend. I'm telling you, boy, just on a rocket ship, really seeing the bounce here. My very first guest, Miss Crafternoon herself, Maura Madden, is going to join me, and we're going to craft the heck out of the place. <laughs> but uh, uh, and Andrew's probably going to be in some kind of birthing chamber around then, so I'll have a, a different musical guru uh, backing me up, uh, and I'll let you know when that uh, uh, happens. And of course, Amy Height's going to be giving her creative guidance. You don't always know. You don't always 
see it, you know, uh, her input, but it's just like little invisible uh, translucent fingerprints all over there. If, you, if you're listening to the show and you, you feel a little warm a tingle, that, that's probably courtesy of Amy Hype. So uh, she's going to be there. If you come early, you get a wooden chair to sit on. Uh, so that's uh, a bonus. And, oh, if you come extra early, I gather they're having some kind of craft fair all over uh, throughout the Lyceum there. So uh, And that culminates in a giant group sing-along at the end of it, as craft fairs so often do. Uh, and this is, of course, not my first go-around with the craft fair scene, but more on that. Uh, maybe I'll talk about that a little later. But uh, was I forced at one time to wear a purple T-shirt with a hot air balloon caressing a rainbow emblazoned on its front? Yes, I was. <laughs> <laughs> oh, 1982 was a good year. A lot of nice-looking ladies at those things, too, and they have a real passion for folk music. So, fellas, uh, if, if you can bring a lute, uh, grow out the mustache, and you'll be sure to get some attention. I want to thank the lesser half from San Francisco for covering the theme song for this season, and, of course, Steve-O of Engine Sound for uh, composing the darn thing. Uh, almost time for a new uh, uh, variation for season four, but I'll... Uh, one one thing at a time. Uh, hey, listen, if, you, if you're following us, uh, following us, following me on Twitter, or you're, you're joining up there in the Facebook group, uh, that would be great. Keep doing that. Um, uh, I also would just be tickled if you'd visit the online store, Dale's Merch World, and check out the iPhone cases we put up there. How about that? Isn't that a high-tech way to show your enthusiasm for the podcast while you're on the exercise machine or on the subway on the F line, you can show them that. You can also score your very own friend of the program, T. It makes you uh, uh, look a little bit like you're coming from an AA meeting when you wear it around town, but I bet that'll start a nice conversation with somebody. Uh, now, uh, till next time, uh, I'll be using my whiskey bottles to collect rainwater and then selling it at a craft fair as organic hair tonic. <laughs> so thanks for listening. Now let's get back to that great music that we all enjoy.